You truly do meet all kinds of people in the world. With more than 33 years in the financial services industry, I've met just about every kind of person. I've worked with people who are genuine astronauts, had a fellow who was a pilot for Pan Am, one of the very first pilots in airplanes to be hijacked to Cuba years and years ago. I've had people that have done everything you can possibly imagine. And just because you have an education, fame, doesn't mean you have, well, financial success. There's all kinds of different people in the world. One of the things a lot of people are concerned about is running out of money. Now, on the other hand, there are those who just don't care. There's a lot of the Frank Gallagher's in the world, as long as they've got some kind of a drug and alcohol and they've got something to make them feel good. And well, they got a, a roof over their head, regardless of whether it's a pup tent or a abandoned building or their own home. Enough food to survive and well, occasionally get cleaned up, they're good. Look, the reality is, as mom said, it takes all kinds. And so we have a question that came in and I put the question in the blog. And the uh, question reads as follows. I am 65. I have a $45,000 annual pension and will also draw Social Security. My home is paid for and worth $300,000. I'm in good health and have accumulated $350,000. And yet, I am worried about running out of money. Am I nuts? So I replied back in the blog for today, no, you're not nuts. You should be worried about running out of money for several reasons. And at the same time, you're in good shape. Now, I mentioned in the blog that for a detailed discussion, you should listen to Connecting Dots, this podcast. And this podcast is called Leaner, Not Ringer. Connecting Dots is a production of Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing. All rights reserved. Rebroadcast or distribution prohibited without expressed written authorization. Connecting Dots is for educational use only. Investment performance is not guaranteed. Past performance is not indicative of future results. This broadcast does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation or needs. Nothing should be construed as an individual recommendation. Always read and all applicable information carefully before making an investment decision. Investments are not bank guaranteed, not FDIC insured, and may lose value. Due to our extensive holdings and that of our clients, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and thus a conflict of interest should be assumed. Now, one of the more famous uh, locations for retirement is a place called The Villages. It's uh, in a, a little bit of Marion County, Lake County, Sumter County. It's in the, well, the heart of Central Florida. You may have seen the ads. They used to advertise a lot on Fox and Friends. I know that I haven't seen that show in many, many years, but I used to see their ads quite often years ago. And the bottom line is they've done a phenomenal job of marketing themselves. If anything, that family, the Morris family, should be given credit for doing an amazing job at marketing. But there are other locations out there. There's several Sun City Centers, one in Florida. There's one in uh, Texas, I believe, in Arizona. You have a couple places called On Top of the World. So these, these places have done pretty well. Again, they're focused on those who are 55 and older, and it is what it is. So let's take a look at the villages. 
Now, generally speaking, ballpark numbers, it takes about $4,254 to live in the villages. That's a real precise number, and it's a pretty accurate number because, well, people have been studying what's going on there for quite a while. So in the case of our fellow who asked the question, he's 65 and has a $45,000 pension. That means he's bringing in $3,750. Now, Social Security, let's just pick a dollar amount and say you're going to get $2,000 a month. Let's just use that. And so altogether, you're, you're doing pretty good, aren't you? You've got about $5,700 coming in and you're spending $42. So altogether, you know, it's, it's something you need to kind of think about because at $42.50 a year, okay, you're spending $51,000 to live in the villages. Now, you said, well, Paul, you just said to me that I've got more money coming in. I'm in good shape. Yeah, that's that's not necessarily true because here's what I want to do. Let's look at inflation and inflation specifically for 30 years. You say, well, 30 years, I'm not going to relive that long. Well, yeah, you, you might. I have a lot of clients that have lived to 90, 95, 100. I have an aunt that lived to 104. My father lived just shy of 94. I have just lots of members in my family that live to 90 and 100. And so as a result, in my particular case, you darn right I'm planning to live to 100 because we've got longevity in the family. Now, I may get hit by a bolt that came off of a uh, a rocket that uh, Elon Musk is uh, shooting up in space. And instead of uh, making a nice, easy landing on uh, a SpaceX platform, I get popped in the noggin and I'm dead. You know, sometimes if it wasn't for bad luck, you'd have none whatsoever. But if everything goes on, I'll be around for quite a while. But we're going to look at inflation. We're going to look specifically at 1988 to 2018. We're going to look at real numbers. And so $51,000 in 1988, you're going to have a 211.7. So let's round it off to 212% increase in costs. Now, in this edition of Connecting Dots, I think you might want to take some time and actually take notes. Take notes and you can stop this and, and rewind it and start all over again. But you want to take notes as if this is one of those workshops or seminars. The difference is we're not, we're not selling anything. I just want you to understand that if you take these notes and you review it, you might be a whole lot better off long term. Oh. Yeah, that's right. So here's the thing. You're now going to require $107,992. Well, if we round that off to $108,000 a year to buy what... $51,000 did 30 years ago. But you know and I know that if you're retired, you have additional costs. Oh, you may not be traveling like you used to, and you may not be out running around doing things, but other things are going to cost more money. You're going to have expenses involving health care, lawn care. You're not going to get out and wash your car like you used to. Nobody changes their oil anymore. Nobody does maintenance on their cars to speak of. But all these things start to add up. And again, retirement starts to cost a little bit more money than you think. Now, here's the problem. What happens when you go into the gray zone? You have to go into a, a nursing home. And if you're going into a semi-private room today in Florida, it's going to be about $8,000 a month. And if it's a private room, it's about $9,000 a month. So let's use $9,000. Our buddy here is going to be okay, but 
is he really going to be okay? Because what we need to do is look at the cost of inflation. We're going to look at the monthly cost. So you need about $109,000 to take care of somebody in a nursing home. Now, the average stay in a nursing home is about, oh, 2.8 years, give or take. So we're going to say three years. That's $338,000. Our buddy has $300,000. He has a home worth $350,000 or vice versa, $350,000 of investments and $300,000 in house. So he's got enough money, but here's the problem. If you wind up becoming cognitively impaired, you have Alzheimer's, you, you need assistance, you start working with these typical advisors, agents, bankers, brokers, and financial planners that charge a commission, you're going to pay a whole lot more. And that doesn't even count the cost of fraud and theft. Because I can tell you on the average and whole, for the most part, it's not your broker that's going to rip you off. It's most likely going to be a family member or a friend. The number of neighbors I have seen have done things to other neighbors that are highly questionable is a list that's very, very long. Now, the average nursing home care stay is, to be precise, is 835 days. That's 2.28 years. That's one of the reasons why when I give advice to people, I always say you should plan for three years. Now, the problem is if you have dementia. Dementia is a different story. Dementia means you could live for five years. And so we're now up to $580,000 and our buddy, again, who just put our question in, you're wiped out. So the bottom line is simply this. You have to ask yourself, you know, how healthy am I? What is my medical history? Am I married? How is my spouse? You know, you are doing fine. You got your pension, you got social security. Let's say your spouse has a very small amount of social security. And if, let's say it's a thousand, two thousand, fifteen hundred dollars a month and he or she dies, you're gonna get the higher of the two, but what happens to the pension? Does that pension continue or does it stop? And if you're single, if you decide to meet somebody and get married, you have a whole bunch of different circumstances you need to think about. Most people who are retired never remarry. They know the pros and cons. And the big one is, as soon as you're married, what's mine is yours and yours is mine when it comes to Medicaid. And so you marry somebody, they go south on you, and your resources start melting down to pay for that nursing home cost. But the key is a lot of people try to stay home for a long period of time when they shouldn't be staying at home. The cost of living, forcing yourself to stay at home is oftentimes really, really expensive. Now, let's take, for example, what the real numbers are. If you work it out, his income, okay, we've got $45,000 a year. We've got social security. We're gonna round that to $2,000 a month. We've got that house at $300,000. We got the portfolio at $350,000. You really shouldn't have any problem being able to take care of yourself in a real full-blown nursing home for basically 10 years. You got no problem at all. But here's the reality of life. Nobody wants to plan like that. It's really hard to do that, but that is the key. The key to retiring is to anticipate your changes anticipate all the things that could go on by simply writing things down. Now, it's not just in a linear movement. If you want to, I'll probably put an item up here, a link to a picture that you need to take notes in terms of like mind noting. I'll put a picture up on how to mind note, and then you put your notes over on the other side of a piece of paper. I'm a big fan of moleskins. And I'll give you an example. I'll actually create one, put a picture up of what a mind node looks like 
and notes on what you should do when it comes to planning. And this will be a, a, a real life example of, of how to do this. But one of the things you got to always remember, never forget, never worked with a conflicted advisor, agent, banker, broker, or financial planner. Anyone who makes a commission is conflicted. You want to always work with a true fiduciary. Again, that's what we do here at Fixed Cost Financial. We are the home of fixed cost investing, where you'll never pay more, you never receive less, you only pay for the time you use. But one of the items that I have talked extensively about, and I would love your help, if you know of anybody that fits this category, I would like to know who they are, especially if they are able to do the counseling over the internet. And this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a psychiatrist or psychologist who has a solid background in finance, who can actually specialize, they can talk people through the psychological, the social issues of retiree, retirement, elder housing, and helping a person know when it's time to make that move. In other words, you establish your relationship with this going in. Hey, doc, I need you to help me convince myself when it's time that I should not be living alone. I need you to be there to, to take care of me, to make sure that you encourage me it's time. I'm telling you, that, that is a critical thing. A lot of you have family members, family, friends, neighbors, relatives, and coworkers, and everybody's afraid to offend you. There are some times when you have to ask somebody, I need you to offend me. I need you to tell me when I can't do it. So if you know of a psychologist, psychiatrist who is a true fiduciary, has a little bit of a solid understanding on finance, who is there to help you say when it's time to make that transition, that's something that I am looking for because I've got a lot of people I would refer them to. One minute intermission. You're listening to Connecting Dots. Connecting Dots is a production of Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing. The way we do it, it's better, it's simple, and it works. And now, let's return to this episode of Connecting Dots. Now, when it comes to retirement, we're going to talk a little bit about the villages specifically. One of the items that everybody needs to pay attention to is, well, do you have a mortgage? Okay, do you have a mortgage? Bad news. Don't ever retire with debt. If you have any debt whatsoever, you cannot afford to retire. That's a rule that we have here at Fixed Cost Financial. If you have any debt, a car, a student loan, believe it or not, a lot of people have student loans even when they retire. I won't talk about how you that I won't talk about how that happens but it's a real thing if you have a mortgage credit cards any you cannot retire financial independence is that time in your life when you work because you want to work not because you have to work and if you have any form of debt you cannot afford to retire and here's the other thing life is a little bit more complicated than Dave Ramsey Dave Ramsey is the guy who basically says Jesus loves you God is beautiful 
pay off your debt and give me a piece of the action. Okay, that's really what Dave Ramsey does over and over and over. He's an emotional based um, salesman uh, doing his podcast, selling his books, selling his tapes, doing financial coaching now. There's a lot of conflicts of interest and that's why I have a heartburn with this guy, okay? And we're gonna talk more and more about that later on because I think a lot of you folks out there should never allow anyone to use emotional-based selling to sell you anything. And that includes any kind of religious tie. Listen, here's the reality in life. You never wanna use anyone, anyone in any circumstance who is using affinity marketing, affinity fraud is what it's known as. You know, you get, oh, well, Bob would never take advantage of me. He's a member of the, of the church. Oh, he's a deacon. He would never do anything wrong. Well, Bob's a scumbag. And he's going to take the pennies off your eyes when you're dead. Remember, felt like Bernie Madoff. Oh, no, Bernie's Jewish. Jewish. Oh, no, we got to only do work. We can only work with someone who's a fellow Jew. Well, how did that turn out? You know, I mean, we could go for hours. Number of people got ripped off by that SOB. Now you're going to have homeowner's insurance and you're going to pay probably around maybe $100 a month for your homeowner's insurance. You have amenity fees and they're beginning to go up down there. So let's just round it off to about 160, around $200, but I think it's like 159 currently. It would probably go up. And you're going to get things like golf on executive golf courses. You'll get your swimming, tennis, lots of organized events. Never minimize the power of those organized events. And you get neighborhood security and a whole lot more things. Property taxes in the villages will cost you around $250 a month, give or take. So let's say you've got a house for around $250,000. Uh, maybe three to $4,500 per year is what it'll work out to. So anywhere from $250 to $350 per month. And remember, the Villages is in several different counties. Big, or big, big, big place. You also have something called a CDD assessments. And um, these are bonds that have to be paid for. I'm not going to get into the details of that. But again, you have to know all of the cost of everything. The Villages is currently up, I guess it's about $191 um, but let's not get into that. The bottom line is, there, no matter what retirement community you are, there's all these extra fees and utilities. You've got utilities, you got water, you got electric, anywhere from a, what, $100, $200, $350 a year, a month for, rather for that. Um, you've got basic cable, okay? You got your telephone, you got landscaping. A lot of these places have deed restrictions and you've got to maintain your grass and You've got to have certain types of grass. You might have to have bahia. So you have somebody that's going to mow your grass. Most people look down upon those who do their own yard maintenance. So, you know, you're in the neighborhood. And even if you like to do that because you did it up north, well, yeah, that's fine. But down here, not only are you not going to do that, but you better make sure you got Fido tied up. Yeah, deed restrictions are a big deal. If, um, if you don't follow them, you're going to get in trouble with uh, the homeowners association and depending upon where you go, you could have uh, uh, some fines and a lot of embarrassment and they may just wind up trying to kick you out. You got pest control, you got termites, you got all sorts of exterior maintenance. And you know, one of the things, reality is a house gets to be about 10, 15 years old. All the appliances are going to wear out, going to need a new roof. I don't care how many years they can say, those shingles are guaranteed for 30 years. They're not going to last. And you got groceries. And, and so, um, you know, grocery prices are fairly average here. Some things are higher. Some things are low, lower. Got news for you. When you're retired, a lot of people go out and eat and drink. A lot of people, they retire and they become weebles. Um, 
Some people continue to maintain their health and physical fitness. A lot of people do. Others, nah, not so much. Of course, you got your golf. You got all the your golf cart and all the fees that go into that. You know, you can walk. You can play nine holes. You can play 18 holes. You can get on the uh, the big courses as well. Everybody's got a golf cart. Expect to pay anywhere from, oh, I don't know, a couple thousand to 20, 30, $40,000 for these golf carts. I mean, you've seen things down there. just absolutely amazing. Got to have your roadside service. You got to have your entertainment. People go to movies. Again, you're retired. Now, one of the things I got to tell you, a lot of people I've seen have retired way too early in life. And my father quite literally worked until he was 90 years of age. And then um, he had just shy of four years of full retirement. And I'm going to tell you, the minute he retired, I saw a dramatic change in that man. And, um, of course, when he wound up moving into an assisted living facility, uh, I'm sorry, not assisted, independent living facility, he only lived six weeks and he had cancer. I think he knew something was very seriously wrong, just didn't want to tell anybody. Very proud man, born 1915, self-made, rugged, all-American individual. He was kind of like a combination of uh, a Rock Hudson he was uh, Clint Eastwood. He was John Wayne, Ronald Reagan, just a hell of a guy. And, you know, he was my buddy. Um, he was a good guy. But the bottom line is, you know, most people retire sometimes and, and just really check out way too soon. Uh, my dad didn't do that. Then you have uh, the Homeowners Association, Property Owners Association. You got various other one-time costs that go into it. So if you look at... You go online, you can see that it basically, like I said, it, it costs um, a, a pretty good chunk of change. Uh, I would say anywhere from four to $7,000 per year to live in the villages. Again, depending upon your lifestyle and what you do. Now, what's the point? Point is, you have to work your numbers. The point is, if you have a long-term care expense, it's going to cost you. You know, long-term care insurance is incredibly expensive. You need to do things like have your, your will, your living will, your healthcare power, your pre-need guardian affidavit, your living trust. Make sure that you have a good handle on ART, A-R-T. We're not talking about collectibles. We're talking about who you name as your agent, your representative, and your trustee in your documents. Having a good handle for that is really important. Now, here at Fixed Cost Financial, we're probably going to do in the next week or so, a couple of in-depths on estate plannings for you to get a good handle on. You can check back on those and you can see, you can always query in a, a keyword search. But one of the problems that in Florida is you have a lot of attorneys who make relationships with these advisors, agents, bankers, brokers, and financial planners who charge a commission. And while it is illegal to kick back money back and forth, some of these people do it. And it's a, it's a difficult situation. They do shared office space where... Um, there's just a conflict of interest. One of the reasons we talk about here at Fixed Cost Financial, it's very important. Always remember, never forget, this is a completely independent firm. It's a true fiduciary. Sure, we have family members that do different things, but they're not related to the firm. There's no obligation. We just, we just completely separate uh, in all ways, shapes, or form. So going back to our question, going back to our question, and if you have a question, you can always call us. You go to the 800 number. You can uh, get online, click on the little blue intercom button. Obviously, what I want you to do, if you're listening to this, sign up. Just sign up. 
or crying out loud, th this is the best deal going. And the reason why we can do it, because we have great clients, people that understand we're working this together. Our goal is to work together to break the back of the financial uh, shysters on Wall Street, these off Wall Street brokers in the villages, Sun City Center, Tampa, Orlando, New Jersey, Michigan, everywhere in the world that we, Indiana, oh, yeah, yeah, I just heard a, read a horrible story about a guy who's a complete uh, scumbag in, um, in Indiana who stole money from uh, a client. Just utterly disgusting. And when you, you see these things, you just kind of wonder, the, the people who were taken advantage of were just plain gullible. It was, it was almost cartoonish. Yeah, uh, don't do not do that, folks. Don't, if it, don't do that. Don't deal with commission-based people who say, well, it's a limited time offer. Oh, you got to work now. Got to get in. No, don't do that. Just We work hard at what we do. We want good quality clients. And so you've worked hard for your assets. Just take pen and paper to, and sit down. Work it. Work it. So as a result to our, our gentleman who asked the question, I'm 65, $45,000 annual pension. You're going to be drawing Social Security. Your home is $300,000. You're in good health. You got $350,000 and you're worried about running out of money. Yeah, you should be worried because you could have a, a, a situation that uh, wipes you out and, and puts you in the poorhouse. Obviously, you're not going to be in the poorhouse because you got a pension and Social Security coming in. But it may not be enough to keep you in the lifestyle to which you're accustomed. So just plan. Think about it. Ideally, uh, it'd be nice if you had at least a million bucks. I'll give you a quick little thing before we finish this up. 3.82%. That's 3.82%. I can tell you absolutely unequivocally, beyond an exclusion of every reasonable doubt, I believe that if you want to make sure to have a very high probability of not running out of money, never withdraw more than 3.82% from your investment portfolio. Yeah, no kidding. That's the number. I've run these numbers many, many times, and it continues to come out to the same number. Now, look, as you get older, you can always annuitize money. Not going to talk about that today. But if you want, listen, I got a million bucks. I want to die with a million bucks and give a million bucks to the kids. Great. Don't ever draw more than $38,200 a year. Why? 3.82% of a million dollars is $38,200. So our guy's got $45,000. Let me grab a calculator. He's got $45,000. Let's punch that number in. 45, 1, 2, 3. And let's say we're going to have $2,000 a month in Social Security. That's $24,000 a year. So we're up to $69,000 plus $38,200. And you got $107,000 a year. And you're never going to touch that million dollars. What did I just tell you when I first started saying this thing? If you're living on $51,000, 30 years from now, using the exact same inflation, 1988 to 2008, 211.7%, you're going to need $107,992. And guess what? If you got a million bucks, 45,000 Social Security, and you only draw 3.82%, you got $107,000 now, you're going to be set today and the many days ahead. Okay, that's a wrap for this episode. If you have a comment or an idea, call 888-629-7864. That's 888-629-7864 and leave a message. We truly appreciate your ideas and comments. Thank you for joining us today. This podcast was produced by Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing. 
Fixed Cost Financial is a true fiduciary-based investment advisor, where you will not pay more, if you have more, or receive less, if you have less. The way we do it, as a true fiduciary, it's better, it's simple, and it works. You can find Fixed Cost Financial online at FixedCostInvesting.com, that's FixedCostInvesting.com.